Hey, everybody, and welcome inside another Mortgage Impact podcast. I am Jen Bates. We are about, gosh, a little over a month now into these stay-at-home orders, everybody working from home, trying to adjust and figure out what every day is going to be like, very rapidly changing landscape. And we've been doing a lot with leading through adversity. Not too long ago, uh, Movement's Facebook page, we had John Maxwell on with Casey Crawford and a few special guests to specifically talk how you can lead through adversity, the attitude that you need to have. And one of the guests on that show was Coach Bill Hart. And a few weeks prior, Bill Hart had our own CEO, Casey Crawford, on to talk to him about a very similar topic, about leading in an adverse time. All In with Coach Bill Hart has graciously allowed us to take this clip from them and replay it for you here on the Mortgage Impact Podcast. Very excited for you guys to listen to this one. Casey dives into where he was when he started the company, what he was going through, the trials and tribulations that he faced as the CEO of a brand new company and, and trying to build that up during the financial crisis. So listen in on this. We hope you enjoy it as much as we did and check out more episodes right now on mortgageimpactpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Casey Crawford, C2. How are you, brother? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Showing up ready to rock and roll. Right on. Well, I love that, man. And that's the reason that we're talking. Look, this podcast, the whole the whole idea behind this came from me signing books. When I was signing White Collar Warrior, I found myself saying, if you're going to be in, be all in, because that was the mm. that was the common thread, right? That I saw with the Navy SEALs and the Army Rangers that I was interviewing. We were just talking about that before. Yes. And dude, those those guys are all in, right? And so then I started looking for that in business. Well, yeah. And I began to see that the, the the executives and the the top producers that I coach, they're all all in, and the and mm. and and so then you came to mind, and I'll tell you why because, um, you know I've done this for a long time, right? Seventeen years, and I've coached a lot of people in the industry, a lot of senior executives, a lot of top producers, and it's actually kind of rare these days when I hear somebody tell me about what their CEO is doing or what they said or how they're communicating. But I coach enough of your top people now to know that's not rare with you. Like almost every call, it's Casey said, Casey did. There was a call with Casey where we, and I just thought, oh my goodness, this guy is showing up very differently than other counterparts in the industry. And and so anyway, that's why I wanted to reach out to you. And I want to just, I want to get right to the heart of it, Casey, but I also know yeah. not everybody knows your story. And I just want to make sure, like, like let's just briefly go through that because yours okay. is such a logic, logical progression to this seat. Let's see. Three years in the NFL as a tight end, played in a Super Bowl. Um, I don't know. I think I should co-found and be the CEO of a mortgage company. What? Yeah, yeah, right, right. No, I know, man. It's um, yeah. People will often ask me, "How'd you go from football to finance?" Right? That's usually totally. the question. Some way, shape, or form, football to finance, and you know, I think, real, you'll appreciate maybe some of the background of the story, and it's why it's what brings us here today. If if I've if I've given anything to our folks that has been of value, it's because someone else has poured it into me. Yeah. <laughs> I can yeah. promise you, these weren't like new revelations of mine, but I've been really blessed in my life to have some phenomenal coaches. Um, you know, I know you're in the coaching business. We all believe in coaching. I believe it. I've been the recipient of great uh, leadership and coaching my whole life. And, yeah. and largely that was through sports, but it started with my mom and dad. And I mean, I had a great just mom and dad who just 
continue to pour into me today. Even so I mean, cool. they're 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 unbelievable. I think you know they're the kind of advocates I want to be for my kids. You know, nice. I don't know that my kids are. They don't always nod and uh, high five me over all the little pearls of wisdom I think I'm imparting to them. <laughs> that, but uh, I that don't comes know that later. I'm from my dad either. Yeah. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. That comes I've heard later. That. I've yeah. heard that. A 14 year old. Yeah, she's a great kid. But uh, but my dad, you know, so I, I grew up. I played football and baseball, and that was just a, that was really a lot of defining elements of my formation. And I remember my father always telling me, you know, as I was growing up, he said, "Case, you know, at some point, you know, you're whether it's into high school or into college, or you know, in, if you, even if you get the privilege of playing professionally." At a relatively early part in your life, football will end. Mm-hmm. Playing the game will end. Yeah. But the lessons you learn from the game will carry carry with you your whole life. Wow. And man, has that been true and powerful. And, and I think, you know, if we're doing things of value today, it's it's really um, from some of those good lessons I've learned through athletics and getting to compete at the highest level. Because if yeah. you compete at anything in the highest level, I think this is this is really important to talking about free markets and why I really believe in free markets and I believe in a a competitive environment in a capitalist society because I, I think it helps bring about the best. It helps bring Absolutely. about the best products for, for consumers. And, um, you know, in, in getting to, to experience competition at the highest level. So I got to be a part of, I didn't, I didn't do much to, uh, to help in this, in this uh, great endeavor, but I got to be a part of, you know, a world championship team. Yeah, and man. when you talk about the number of kids that play in high school and the number of kids that from high school go to college and then from college, you know, there's, there's only so many guys that go to the NFL and in the NFL, you know, I was, I backed up two all pro guys, Wesley Walls and um, Ken Dilger. And, and, and you think about these guys that play 13, 14 years and they're the best wow. in the wow. world yeah. at what they do. Like, yeah. like quantifiably, definitively the best in the world at what they do. Everybody in the world gets to watch them on a video camera every Sunday and decide, yes. you know, are you good enough? And, and I can kind of empirically judge you against all your yeah, peers and anyone sure. behind you and things. So, it's this really interesting environment that helps define, helps you understand what it takes to succeed in the most competitive environments in the world. Yeah. And part of it is being all in. Oh, you, yeah. There's no one, there is no one in the NFL that can so athletically separate themselves from their peers right. that they can compete at a high level without being all in. Totally. I, I, you watch it over and over again. Some of the greatest athletes in, in college, they draft them in the first couple picks of the draft. And if that individual has an area of their life that's out of kilter, out of balance, oh yeah, it immediately shows up. Totally, they are not able to compete at that level because they're not all in. And right. you know, I, so I think it took a lot of those lessons from football. And you know, I played a few years in the NFL. I was no big deal. I had a whole bunch of injuries in college, and you know, barely kind of made it to the NFL. Um, but realized pretty early on that I wanted to have a life of impact. Man, I you know, I get this one life to live, right? You get this one life to live. And for whatever it's worth, man, I want to invest it well. Nice. And I want to impact others and influence others and really give them a positive impact on their life. And um, I realized in the NFL, man, I was, I was, I was a background entertainer. Right. I wasn't Beyonce. I was like, I wasn't even the backup dancer Beyonce. I was like the guy holding the light on the backup dancer for Beyonce. You know, like okay. I, was, I was in the entertainment business, but I wasn't very entertaining. I, was I get the, it. You know, and also in run cast. And I just thought, man, I, I think that God has more for me in this life and that mm-hmm. there's, there's a more impactful way I can invest my life mm-hmm. than kind of being this, this dramatic kind of backup dancer. And um, so I began to, to kind of look around me and I've always been inclined towards business. I, I was, my first business, I was in third grade and I sold, I sold paper fans. You ever take, nice. you know, paper mache and fold the yeah, paper up and save sure. a little 
Yeah, so my, what I didn't know is that my mom had seated my sales all the way down the street. <laughs> so I thought I was the greatest salesman on the planet. You know, That's I just, good. Amazing. That's good. And um, yeah, man, and so, so I'd always had this inclination towards business. And while I was playing in the NFL, this is 02, 03, 04. Mm. Um, and so, I mean, real estate is just doing this, right? Everything is up and For sure. everything. Oh, yeah. And so I, you know, I started investing in real estate, um, started a little mortgage JV, actually had a hard money company, was doing some investments. And um, then the crisis happened. Yeah. You know, the financial yeah. crisis happened. So everything was kind of going along pretty well. Again, I, I thought I was brighter than I was. I thought I was, mm -hmm. man, I was, real estate thing is easy. I mean, like right. the NFL was hard. That's a tough way to make a living, you know, getting right. chased by the baddest oh. guys on the planet. I mean, this <laughs> Absolutely, is man. Let's go push paper and, and make some money in real estate. That's, that's totally. And um, and then the crisis happened. Yeah. You know, the crisis and everything comes to a screeching halt. Yeah. And I'm a, a new father. Uh, my oldest was uh, a couple years old. Mm. And my you know my wife had my wife's an attorney, and she had we we had made the decision she was going to step away from that to to spend time you know with our with our youngest and mm. um, we were trying to have another second child. And, um, and, and actually her mom developed cancer, um, oh. that year and bam, her mom was amazing. Oh my gosh. Really, really amazing. It was like her, her biggest advocate reached down to pick up her oldest grandchild and felt a pinch in her neck. So, ah, it felt a sore muscle. A couple weeks later, we find out it was a variant cancer that had metastasized around oh, her no. spinal cord. Oh man. And, um, I'm launching a business. I put our whole family's <laughs> All my NFL savings, all the money I'd made in real estate, whatever. I sign it on a personal guarantee and go get a warehouse line, you know, line of credit with Texas Capital Bank in 07, which is right. super wow. hard to do. Wow. It's been about a year getting the company approved. And in October, no, September, September, <laughs> actually, <laughs> September of 2008, I plant the flag. I plant the flag. We are, I don't know if you remember that, the movie The Jerk, that old uh, Steve Martin movie. Where he's like, oh, it's my phone book. It's my favorite comedy of all time. So I told you, I'm, like I'm somebody. I'm, yeah. so, I'm in the phone book. I'm in the phone book. And it was exactly. like the same experience. And then like the serial killer opens the phone book. And right, exactly. Together. That was, a, I, we planned the vibe like, we're in the mortgage business. Nice. We nice. are in the mortgage September 2008, we're in the mortgage business. Oh my goodness. And October 2008, right, is oh, yeah. when our nation just absolutely smashed into the brick wall. Yeah. And um, wow. every projection we had goes away. My wife stopped working. She's looking at me. Um, you know, all the properties we'd had, they financed had to foreclose. I had to take back and foreclose on some folks that hadn't made payments on things, on, on, yeah. on investment loans. Um, this mortgage thing had stopped dead cold. Oh yeah. My mother-in-law, we found out she's terminal. My, mm. the day we found out she's terminal, my father-in-law, um, tells me, Hey, I also have cancer. Don't tell the, 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 the girls, my wife oh, my and her little sister. Goodness, man. And, um, and yeah, and we're actually sitting in New Jersey on Thanksgiving right after this 08, you know, October, 2008. Right. And we lost, I think $115,000 our first month in business. You want to talk about an inauspicious uh. start. Um, and I was looking, I was like, all right, we got about six months of, of, right. of, of, you know, cash left and we're going to be out, out of business. Yeah. I got a, a young one, you know, a wife not working and it was wartime, man. It was wartime. Like whether you wanted or not, you woke up and you were in the middle of a fight. You totally. didn't ask for it. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't seek <laughs> that right. kind of adversity, right. but you wake up in it. 
And uh, man, it's then I think it's those lessons you start pulling back from your past, man. Hey, how have I dealt with adversity before? How have some of the best coaches in, in, you know, athletics or um, in other areas, man, how they help us succeed in the middle of a lot of adversity. And, you know, I think a lot of those same lessons are the ones that we're trying to apply today. Folks woke up in the middle of a fight they didn't ask for. None of, none of us wanted this pandemic. None, none of us, none of us said, "Yo, oh man, Lord, I, I really would like to, you know, wake up and work from my house for six months and not be able to see my friends and family or different things." No, nobody wanted to get sick. No one wanted to see their their stock portfolio sucked down. Nobody wanted these things. But we can find ourselves here, whether we want to be or not. Yep. So now, I mean, how do we approach it? How do we deal with it? So yes, yeah, so our our story, you know, was starting in that '08 was kind of forwards in the middle of a fight. Interesting. You do, I think it really clarifies who you are and what you want to be about. hundred percent. You, you have to be very um, clear on yep. who you are and what you're about in the middle of a crisis. So and I think that really here, helped us. Here's the word that comes to mind as you describe that, Casey. And uh, if, if I know you're a t-shirt guy, so if, if you need some, right, if you need some new t-shirts, they won't say movement on them unless you negotiate a deal with them, but forged, <laughs> are you familiar with forged? Yeah, yeah. The so Forged is a is a company in San Diego started by two Navy SEALs, and it it comes from their ethos, right? That we are forged in the crucible of adversity, right? What they go through with buds and what they do on deployments, and and so that's the, that that you're you know like forging is you know the banging of of hot metal, right, to shape it and. And, you know, the Bible tells us, you know, iron sharpens iron, right? And so that's the, that's the word that comes to mind when I think about what you just described is you didn't just parachute in, in a world of rainbows and unicorns and glazed donuts like, oh, this is right. nice, right? It right. was, it got bad quick because when you launched, as I recall, is when the implodometer was running right do you remember that right. website where it's the like hey, and another one's going out of business and another one's going out of business right now yeah out. right yeah right okay so so let's come to present day so here we are and you know we there's enough ways to learn about what's happening with the pandemic so whoever's listening to this if you're in the mortgage business or real estate or some other industry here's what's happening in the mortgage industry everything that we knew is at least in question and in and in some ways being modified or I told somebody the other day, I told one of your guys actually in a coaching session, I said, dude, this isn't sandpaper to rough edges. This is a hammer and chisel coming to the mortgage industry right now, right? Yeah, so that's right. we've got liquidity issues, margin calls, buybacks, products that are going away or being recreated, yep. overlays, forbearance, you know, issues and definition and confusion around that. And and so in the middle of all of that, I ran this post um, a week or so ago, I guess it was last week. A week seems like a month, doesn't it? Like It really does. A yes. week is a month, a day is a week. And Days a week, weeks a month. I think it was last week. And it, and it just said binge or build. And it had a picture mm. of a guy sitting on his couch watching Netflix. And then it was another one standing in front of a whiteboard with, you know, ideas and tools and concepts all over it. And while I wasn't being literal about that, because I had some people saying, um, I do a little of both. I think it's okay. It's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I agree. Like, no I, Netflix. No, yeah. Tony and I are all about it. I get that. We got we to gotta have that R&R time. But what I mean is the mindset, right? If your mindset is to consume right now, mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. going to get hurt one way or another. Right. It's just you're going you're gonna to be victimized by this. If your mindset is to build 
right? Like one of the things, the, the only shoe, no, yeah, the only shoe I have handy here is a house shoe. So this is what happens when you work out of the house. Uh -oh. I don't know if you've seen me talk about this or not, right? But it's like, no. you know, this is an athlete. There's three footings, right? So being caught flat-footed, not good, bad thing. Yeah. On your heels, even worse. Now Ooh. I'm backing up, yeah, right? Yeah. But on yeah, the yeah. balls of your feet, yeah. right, you're in an athletic position. You're ready to move forward. You know, how many times were you in that position where you were on the, the balls of your feet, in your cleats, like you are just ready to go get it, right, to go, go make it happen? That's the position that I know we need to be in right now. And so what I'm curious for you is, first of all, do you, do you agree with that idea of binge or build? Do you follow what I'm saying there? I absolutely follow what you're saying. And here's the thing, I think the gift of adversity, right? Mm -hmm. It actually, it actually helps expose um, our natural inclinations anyway, totally. because I think there's, the, there's, the, there's this thing that happens, right? Where people think, oh man, there's adversity. Now I need to think about binging or building. Right. I think, right. no, no, no. What this is going to do is expose what you've been always. What you already had. Yeah. Well, yeah. What you already been doing. Like, and, and yeah. I think, I mean, the, well, I think whether you're talking about the Maury's industry or selling ice cream, if you don't wake up, in a build mentality, if you don't wake up like you're in a competitive environment, a competitive situation, um, you, you know, you're, you're losing, you, you totally. are going to lose. Like, totally. like in the market's not going to reward you. You're not going to bring enough value to your, your customers, your team, whomever it is. Right. And so I think that's why the, the Navy SEALs give us so many great lessons is because, man, they've spent so much time in explicit adversity, life-threatening adversity. And they know they've honed those lessons so well. And then man, so many, great uh, teachers have come about in the last decade, I think from the okay. Navy SEALs to kind of bring those great lessons back to us. But the bottom line is, man, I think sometimes we're under this illusion because we can kind of coast in America, maybe in right. some ways of, right. of, you can just do it, do enough. You know, you can, you can be a little bit lazy. You can be a little bit lackadaisical. Um, you can wake up not running that old uh, thing on the, you know, if you, if you live on the Savannah, oh, totally. uh, whether you're the gazelle or a lion, you better wake up running. Exactly. And, and I think in America today, very much, you know, there's been a, you know, a rising tide lifts all ships and just the rising tide of our economy, the affluence in our economy and our nation allows people to coast. That's right. It doesn't allow people to like have dramatic success. A lot of times it allows people to coast. At times of deep adversity, expose that. Oh, expose that. 100%. And that, that, that's what, what, yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree 1000% with that thing. And I, and I would actually apply not just to this deep time of adversity, but like, hey, if you really want to have a life of impact, yeah. you really want to have a life of influence, I mean, you need to wake up with that mindset that I'm not a consumer. I, I want to be, I want to be a, um, a river. I want like living water to flow out of me nice. that, that nourishes others, right? That nice. like actually brings life to people around me. I don't want to suck life from, sit on my couch and see how much I can suck in and potato chips. And no, no, I want to be one that gives life. That's and man, it. And that, 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 I'm with you. Like, that doesn't mean we, I, I'm watching those arcs right now. We're just, I love it, man. I right? my, well, we're, you know, I love some Netflix. <laughs> For 45 minutes at night exactly. with my wife, you know, exactly. kind of get ready to go to go to bed. But man, when we wake up in the morning, we wake up running because I want my life to be one of value. And I want to use this opportunity gifts God's given me, man, to impact others around me. And I don't do that right by being on. a consumer. Totally. So I love that. And that's the perfect transition when you say a wake up in the morning. I want to hear from you, Casey Crawford, how you do that. Because what I know is mm. a coach, dude, I've done this for, we figured out. You're going to hate my answer. You're going to oh, hate this. You're okay. going to hate it. You're truly well, going to hate it. I, I, it's an I, honest, I, I, it's an honest I, I, answer. I want to know how you start it. your morning. Yeah, no, you're, you're, you're going to hate this, right? So like, and I have a lot of, I used to, I used to actually have a lot of insecurity about this because I'm not like a 430 guy. Yeah. Um, I got friends, you know, they're like 4.30 a.m. 
man, I wake up fired up. I, you know, hit my workout and then I, you know, read my Bible for an hour. And then I start, you know, by, by 5.15, I've done all my email. Dude, that's not, by, by 5.15, I'm hope to be like deep in, in a dream of something really amazing. <laughs> and just, you know, um, I, I, my, my body physically needs about eight hours of sleep a night. I, I've yep. done it. I've gone to like, um, you know, I, I got a great personal doctor and wellness clinic and stuff I go to. And like, like I, they've, I've checked my sleep RAM and everything else. Like I'm, I'm like eight, eight hours when I work well, I can go yeah. like anybody else. I can get sure. three or four in a night and be fine the next day. But if, for, for me to have a healthy lifestyle and like a healthy longevity in life, I think there's actually a lot of work around this. And I actually think, Oh, there is particularly CEOs and type a guys, which, which I am, um, have a lot of competitiveness around like how little sleep can I live on or get by with? Totally. And I do have a, I have a couple of, you, you know, John Maxwell. He, I love yep. John. You love John. Yep. John's in his seventies. John is wired to run on four hours a night. Right. He just is like, yep. like he, it, 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 it's, it's fine. It works for him. He goes to bed at 1230. He's up at 430 and, and wow. it works and he's wow. writing and it's, yep. he puts together. And I've been on long trips with him and day after day after day. That's his amazing. Schedule. Not mine. Yep. Not mine. Like I, I'm up about six forty-five, yeah. And um, you know that, that and I, I got I got two girls. We got a fourteen-year-old and a nine-year-old. And um, you know that actually my nine-year-old comes out about five thirty, but yep. uh, <laughs> she wants to snuggle for, for, for an hour. Got it. Uh, with my wife mostly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, then like as a family man, we get up about six forty-five. Everyone starts to get on the bus. Um, we're kind of doing like you know the family morning out of the house yep. routine. Um, and it's really not until about uh 7 45 when when my house quiets down a little bit and um i'll start work so um at, yeah mine mine's not this like hyper regimented um early morning routine now that said i do have a lot of hyper regiment there to my day so mm -hmm. like like eight, eight we have an 8 a.m um team call so my lead yep. team we're doing it from home now right we get together sure um half hour every day we're, we're on man we're, we're rocking um, you know, we, then noon, I'm, I'm a, I'm a lunchtime workout guy. I like to do yeah. about three or four hours of work. And yeah. by that time, man, I've usually built up a pretty good bit of stress or energy or like some, maybe some tension around stuff. And we go out and, um, even like right now, routine is like, got some good buddies and we, we hit a pretty hard workout. Like it's going nice. to be cardio. It's going to be some, um, you know, there's going to be some adversity to it, right. Yeah. Where, where I kind of have to block a little bit out. I have to forget and really focus on what I'm doing. I think, you know, it opens up that amygdala in the back of your brain. Totally. It allows actually a lot of more creative thoughts to flow because as, as stress comes in, right, and cortisol comes in, that amygdala cortisol. closes, right? You, yeah. you know all this. Um, and actually, you actually don't see as many options. And that's a good thing, right? Because yeah. it helps you make decisions quickly totally. and, and, and stay alive. Yeah. But sometimes in a complex world that we're in, we need to have our thinking opened up. So as I work out, I relax, my amygdala opens up, I actually have, you see me shoot videos post-workout. Yeah. I'll, I'll have a lot of things I want to communicate to our, our whole community that right. happen during a workout. And I yeah, think about so them good. while I'm working out. And, I, and so I'll deliver those post-workout. And then I have a second half of my day that's, reg that's really pretty regimented. And I close my day now um, at fives with a call to the whole company. Just nice. going, hey, hey, guys, here's everything that's happened today. Here's what's going on. And we have a very detailed list of like, you know, our goals, our plans that we're, we're, we're working the 12 week year as a company. Yep. Um, yep. You helped some of our guys get on that book. Absolutely. And, um, you know, so, so, but, but yeah, my, my, and then and I worked, I worked about six thirty, um, yep. six thirty usually. And then, you know, we'll have dinner. So I, I feel really good and productive during those time during those good. time. And then of course at night, you know, I think, think about some other stuff, but, um, yeah, yeah that, that's, uh, I, I know that probably profoundly disappoints. I know guys like to be up like the, the five o'clock AM <laughs> guy, but I'm just gonna tell you, 
for, for me, realistically, I need to be in bed by yep. 11 um, and, and up at 645 to yep. kind of get the uh, I, sleep I need. I, all, all you've done is shifted. I mean, I, I, I get that. I understand that. I, but I love to hear the way that you've structured your day. I'm a lunchtime workout guy, too, because I've worked out of the house for 20 years. Like, I wouldn't know what to do going to a physical office space. I would be completely out of my element. What? What? I have to put on shoes? Really? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, for me, this is, I'm up at five. I, I, my first session is at seven 30 and, but then I have a two hour lunch that allows me to eat lunch and work out. And then I, I roll till four o'clock and I'm, and I'm done. So yeah, I'm just, what I wanted people to hear was the way that you start engage and then structure your day. I think right now, if I can transition to this next thought, you are yeah. a wartime general as a CEO. Does it feel like that to you? Um, it, yeah, it, it does. I'm, man, I'm always um, cautious about using military um, parallels. And I, I use it with you. You and I joke around mm -hmm. about this, and I absolutely get the parallel. Um, in some ways, I, I never want to discredit the sure. reality of what wartime really looks like. And in some ways, I, I kind of I look around and go, man, I, I mean, I, I think in the sense that there's a sense of urgency about what yeah. we're doing right now, we're in a sense, we're in a state of um, a lot of rapid change in our industry or yep. in, in the nation, in the industry, yep. um, that, 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 yes, there's a wartime. But I, I think in another sense, if you don't wake up with a sense of urgency, like in, in, in what most would consider peacetime in a free right. market economy, you are, you're probably losing share, especially with 100%. the rapid rate of change right now that, that's being perpetuated by technology. That's a good mm -hmm. thing. I think it's a, it's a good thing. But man, if you don't wake up thinking you're a wartime general, yep. um, you're slipping and you just don't know it. You, you don't, you're yeah. losing market share. You're, you're not bringing enough, enough value and you just don't know it. Um, I, I think right that. now this pandemic is clarifying the need for people to have a very, you know, balls of their feet, proactive, mm -hmm. lean in, whatever you want to call it, approach yeah. uh, to business. It's funny, man. I've, I'm seeing clients that I haven't coached in a while coming back like, hey, coach. Are you taking any, mm. anybody new on? Because I think it's time yeah. to re-engage. And yeah. there, I do think that mentality is real. Plus, part of that is we're seeing on the news. I mean, if you've watched that, that Army Corps of Engineers general on the news talking about how they're setting up tents in Central Park and they're converting hotels and it's like, and we're bringing in electricity and water and, and it's like, holy crap. And all the things that used to slow us down are being pushed mm -hmm. to the side, you know, even the president's mm -hmm. ability to just tell a company that we need you to manufacture this stuff, right? That's some kind of emergency act that wouldn't normally be called, you know, nurses and doctors that are retired are being called yeah. back in without yeah. continuing education or like, we just need you yeah. here. And I think that there is something we can do with that. And I, and look, dude, I, I am, I never served in the military and yeah. I'm like you, I am hypersensitive to never, ever, ever crossing that line that sort of says, yeah, you know, I understand, like, I have no clue. Yeah, I have no yeah. clue. But I do believe that there are lessons that we as civilians can yes. take. And I think when you watch yes. that, and you say, you know what, that's the way we need to be approaching our, our business right now Absolutely. is everything's on the table, right? Mm -hmm. Everything's on the table. Let, let it, maybe that's a product we can no longer go after, or you would know the numbers, but, you know, if... I don't know, Casey, if 40% of people with FICOs below 620 at a certain range are going to default within five years, like if it was my money I was lending, and I've made those numbers up, but like 
no. I would probably be saying no. Like that makes me nervous, right? So uh, yeah, I've talked to everybody about this in our industry, and I, I think it's I think it's, this is this is a concept for any industry, right? Like when when, when there's times of deep adversity, when it, you protect the core, you protect the core, the core of who you are, the core of your business, totally. the most important thing, right? Like yeah. in, in when, 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 again, when everything's just flying up into the right, oh man, you know, you, you make experiments, you're trying to this, you're going here and there, and you try new products. When you are in dire times of adversity, as we are yep. in the mortgage industry, in our yep. nation, when we start looking at 20% unemployment, when we start thinking about, you know, millions of people going into forbearance, which is saying, hey, I can't pay my mortgage payment. Right. Um, you protect the core, core business. And I told totally. you, the core, the core of the financial services mortgage industry are, are Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, Jenny Mae, insured. Um, yep. explicitly guaranteed loans yep. and, and loans that are not going to default. Now, again, right. when every, when, when, when the whole economy is riding this upward wave, man, it's great. Cause that's, we sure. actually suck in lots of other people that into that wave. Bit. And that's, yeah, and that's super, that's a good thing. But when, when it looks like that economy might be coming down, you only focus on and can finance the most credit worthy borrowers that have right. the strongest backing from the strongest economy in the world, the United States. And, um, and that's the world we're going to live in. And, and just, you know, the, here's the good news. Here's the good news though is that as rates come down and the federal government's absolutely going to, to bring rates down to infuse sure. credit to consumers, it's the financial markets can't digest everything that's happening right now right. all at once. And there are forbearance issues that we do need to get worked out. The CARES Act, I think, was um, uh, there's a great business lesson there. Our federal government moved and moved pr proactively and quickly, which is fantastic. And I actually think they did so knowing they had not worked out all the details. Sure. And sometimes in times of crisis, absolutely. you need to do that. You don't work out all the details. Ready, fire. A good plan. Yeah. Yeah. Executed violently today is better than a great plan. Tomorrow, <laughs> right. right? I mean, it's passive, right. I think. Yeah. And, and they, they did that to an extent. They said, hey, market, you're going to need to work out some of these details. We're moving. Yeah. You're, you're going to need to move with us yep. and work out these details in the back end. So they're letting us do that right now. Yep. Um, and as this forbearance and as these issues are worked out in the marketplace, rates are going to come down. Um, if rates at three and an eighth, 95% of Americans can and should benefit from a refinance. Totally. Okay. There's, pl there's plenty of plenty of loans to go after out there. Okay, yeah. plenty of loans for, for folks in our own business. But you got to focus on the core and the right. Absolutely. Loans. Yep. So so when you describe the core, here's what comes to mind. I wonder if you remember this. Um, I don't know, man. Twenty years ago, when did that ill-fated mission up Everest happen? You remember they wrote a book about it called Into Thin Air, yep. and yep. and I remember one of the doc, one of the climbers, yeah, one of the climbers was a physician from Texas, and he's on the news, and dude, the end of his nose is black because it fell off, and he lost his fingertips and everything. Hypothermia says we yes. don't have enough blood flow for your fingertips yep. and nose, but we're going to keep your lungs and heart and brain working. That's right. That's where we are right now as an industry yep. in terms of product and offering and who we can help. Right. It's yep. it's hypothermia. So it, it absolutely is. That's a great analogy, too. And, that, and it's an important one to think about when you're in survival mode, which is when your body does that, you, you focus on making totally. sure your vital organs have blood flow that's and it. are warm. Right. Like that's it. Yeah, and you can live without the tip of your nose. You can live. Right. You might not like it. Might exactly. be a little uncomfortable. Right. But, but you're going to be OK. And, it's, and if you don't focus on that, if you try to take care of everything the whole time, yeah. your vital organs shut down. That's right. And, and, and you, you lose it all. So, so I want to transition because the, generally the people that are going to listen or watch to this are, they're either in production or, or sales leadership, right? So mm -hmm. I want to speak to the operations people. I want to speak to them about yeah. the operations people because we've suddenly got people, often women, 
who are home for the first time working with kids who are no longer in school. They've got a laptop set up on the kitchen table or an ironing board because there's no yeah. home office. And they're trying to function at home with whatever's happening with their spouse and however they're impacted and everything else that's happening. And I just wonder what, if you have any thoughts for our leaders. So in your world, you, you, you've got your regional managers who I, I, I know you've, you've told them all like you all own your, you know, you kind of run your own companies, right? Cause they, yeah. they do, they got, you know, multi-billion dollars to yeah, $4 billion is, is yeah. bigger than top 100 companies. So anyway, um, those people are communicating to what you in your in your world call market leaders, right? And your market leaders are probably like closer to an area manager and, and sure, yeah. Market leaders can run ten to you know fifty million dollars a month in production. Maybe yeah. I'm sorry, we have a couple guys bigger, but yeah, yeah, that's about right. So, so when you're talking to them, Casey, I'm just wondering, like, what what words of wisdom would you have for them to be sharing with those support people who yeah. are in a very strange, you know, we're, we're going to be probably a bit more resilient on the sales side because we've kind of learned to eat rejection, right? And, mm. but not so much on the operations side. What, what do you tell those people? How do you help them to stay connected to those people that are just like fish out of water right now? Yeah. So we, you know, yeah, we, we, in the last three, two weeks, like so many other folks, you know, we, we got to move, uh, 3,000 team members from a big centralized office and culture is huge for us. We're, we're, I'm a, I'm a team Absolutely. guy myself. Like we're face to face people. Uh, again, part of the workout thing, I'll work out with 50, 60 team members, you know, at, at the yep. gym every day we yep. eat together. We have a big dining hall, you know, we're all, we, so we're a very communal community oriented um, group and we do a lot face to face and we have low cubes all over the, and you'll see them. You can see one side of our office to the other. Nice. I mean, it, it's, nice. yeah, we really like, we have big screens everywhere of like, yeah, are we doing that we look at our metrics all the time from behind this guy doesn't lie there's a bunch of old goofy football references so it was a big shift for us it was a big shift yeah and when folks went home we really worried about them losing that sense of community that mm. sense of community because it's so important to who we are and the culture that we want to extend you know as operations team as we support our sales folks because we kind of look about an inverted pyramid of leadership where sales sit at the top Right below them are operations. Then, then it's the corporate functions, the lead team, and I'm I'm all the way down here at the bottom. So we, mm -hmm. if you, as you move up in leadership, you move down in uh, in our right. organization chart. It just means you support more people. Yep. You're responsible for their success. So, yep. you know, our operation team knows they're responsible for the success of our sales team. So we go, man, how are we going to do this and keep them motivated? And that's where, man, I think, um, you know, you got to look at adversity as opportunity, right? When in, in every in every situation of adversity it usually breeds innovation and creates opportunity um and we're on a zoom call right now i i, I didn't used to have a daily call with <laughs> all of our community leaders and all of our regionals across the united states yeah the first week in isolation you know in our homes right we just went man i want to try to stay connected with the leaders we're going to do it every day we're just going to do a 15 minute call 15 minute call you know, five to five fifteen and um and i was real nervous the first one right like kids you be quiet we're like, this is cool huh? you know i'm up in my room no you guys have to like not appear like like everybody sure. has to think it's all the same i'm still in my office and everything's you know the right. same and right and then you start realizing like, i got three thousand same we're all home with our kids they're totally. going to school and like so let's like accept reality here and, totally and um as those calls went on over the course of a week or two first of all i fell in love with them I started to see every one of my team members every nice. day. Folks I hadn't seen in a year. And I'm looking nice. at their face on Zoom and I had to yeah. see and I get to communicate what's on my heart, what's like what's going on in the marketplace, how our community is responding to it. 
And then they're high-fiving. And then, you know, my nine-year-old comes bombing through on this, like, you know, <laughs> skippy thing a couple times. And, 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 you know, you kind of just, you kind of realize, like, wait, it's okay. It is it's okay, okay to, like, to, 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 to acknowledge the yep. reality that we're all working home with our kids. Totally. Our kids and our family are not something we need to be ashamed of or embarrassed by or anything else. They're home with us, and it's okay. You know, they can come through. So, like, mom, you got two kids there. One of them's like, crap. It's okay. It's okay. Nice. It's reality, right? It's okay. You don't have to act like you're in a corporate office because you're not. And you don't. Yeah, right. We're going to redefine the rules a little bit, and we're going to take the opportunity to have more communication than we've ever had because yeah. we're going to do it digitally. Yeah. And whereas I wouldn't have taken the time if somebody's in the office in Phoenix go, oh, get in front of your computer and look at me on a screen. Um, because we were separated, we did. And I think, Bill, I think this is something – this is going to be a game changer for us. I don't know that we'll ever go – I don't think I'll ever go away from this. Yep. I, I think this is something that's so impactful. Look at every one of my team members every day because um, we are – we have about 500 locations around the U.S., and I don't get to see a lot of them. Oh, yeah. But, man, if they want to log in any day now and kind of hear what's, what's happened um, for that day, we're doing it. And it's been a huge gift to us. I think it's actually bringing our community closer in many ways than we ever have before. That. We had our biggest month ever last month. We had more – productivity out of our operations team members as they move from working in an office to working from their homes so um, that we ever had. And it just, it teaches you what you can do. Right. Totally. So, um, yeah. So I mean, I think like redefining reality yep. is really important and, and saying, yep. Hey, we're, we're, we're okay with like kids run through or whatever. And, um, and then, you know, upping communication is, oh, is yeah. absolutely critical. And so we're being super intentional about, you know, using all the great gifts of technology with Zoom and everything else. And I, I, I actually believe we're having better communication and a closer niche, so good. closer, more aligned community today than we did a month ago in the middle of the crisis, before the crisis. Yeah, well done, man. I, uh, so I told you before we started recording um, that I was watching this recording with Henry Cloud, Dr. Henry Cloud, the author of Boundaries and a number of yeah. other great books. And, Fierce Conversations. Yeah, right. Awesome. He said three things to focus on right now in leadership, and you've already touched on all of them, but one is communication. And he said, with, with your communication, empathy, and you just described that in terms of your kids are around, it's okay, like you don't have to put on a false front, we, we get that. Um, he said creativity, and you know, we see like virtual happy hours and stuff, right? Yeah, and, oh yeah. You know, there's, a, there's a woman <laughs> with a company that said, oh, we're doing thematic stuff. I mean, you guys do this all the time, but she said, you know, one day we'll tell everybody, like, wear your company gear, right? No. yeah. yeah. Your yeah. people wear your company gear all the time, so that's easy to. We make yeah. great companies here. <laughs> you do, you do make great gear, no doubt, no doubt. I just got a T-shirt the other day, so I can I can speak to that first. Led you up, right? Um, he said uh, community that that, and it's what you're doing with your Zoom calls, and I think everybody's doing this. But we have, yep. as human creatures, we have a need to belong. Yeah. And the more that we're isolated and can just stay home and watch the news and go to the refrigerator, dude, that is a recipe for disaster. So the more that we can hang on to that 100%. community is huge. And like you said, would you, agree? Would you add accountability in that too? I, I, for, for me, that's one of the things, like I mean, you mentioned binge versus build. And look, the, the great thing about team is accountability also. Absolutely. Yes, community and with, with the community is accountability. When we say, hey, we're getting on a call at five, like you're going to be there. You, you got to show up and, and you need to listen and weigh in. And so like I need it in my life. I know that's why I do group workouts. I mean, I'm always impressed with guys that work out by themselves at the house. Yeah. I think it's amazing. I know that my personal level of discipline mm. is not where I want it to be to push myself like that. Like I need the, the accountability of a community yeah. Yeah. that makes me better, especially when I'm in community with people that are pulling me in the direction I want to go. Now, when I, I mean, doing a workout with, like for my wife, working out with me is not like particularly challenging. 
But when she works out with like a couple of her girls that are, you know, world-class oh, sure. CrossFit athletes, oh man, right. everything gets kicked up a notch. I think it's all for, sure. for business, for life, for faith. Like a community is encouraging oh, and it's enormous. also accountable. Enormous. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it's why, by the way, I think we're going to start seeing the same thing with churches. And thank you, by the way, for inviting me the last couple of weeks to watch Elevation do their thing. Holy cow, people! Uh, if you need to get inspired, like, come on, go follow Casey on Facebook. You'll see a link to it. But I, Casey, I'm not kidding you. I mean, I love my home church no. out here, but yes. that group, they rock. They rock their worship. And yes. Burdick, I've never heard him before. I've heard of him. I've never heard him preach. Or his Next wife. Sunday, like, Easter, Easter. Check, oh check him out. He, he, he's I'm one in. of the greatest communicators of this generation. He really, he really is. And he's yeah. got. So, for anyone listening right now, that, 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 that listen, if you're if you're home and you need a message of encouragement, you need a message of hope. Totally. You want to be lifted up. R- really, really, regardless of kind of like some any religious background you have or perspectives you have, this is a guy that can point totally you agree. in powerful and transformative ways. And so, yeah, that's why we want to invite everybody in. And I. It's I'm so, so glad you joined us. And that's, oh. that to me is the cool thing about this time and space that Bill, like you and I never really would have ex- shared our faith together in, in a way sure. of like worshiping together had it not been for this pandemic. For sure. But because we're connected, because you're a creative guy, I am, and you're willing to try something and say yes to something yeah. that's new. We said, oh man, let's, let's try to worship together. Totally. And you joined 250 other families last oh. week, you know, they were online doing it, man. And so that, yeah, it, it's, it's spectacular. This, this, yeah, yeah, man. And, and I think there's just a lot of that is going on. So, so, so number one was connection. Number two was focus, right? And we've got to focus on current reality. Daniel Harkinby, the founder of Building Champions, says you've yeah. got to have bifocal vision as a leader so that you're looking at current reality, but you're also looking out into the future, right? And what, what we're hearing right now is now is not a time to be talking about 10-year goals. Like right now, mm. like you said, with the 12-week year, it's yes. where are we 30 days 60 days 90 days like that's our yes. you you as a leader of course you will know this is where we hope to be but what i'm communicating to my team is we got five day goals we're doing right five there. day goals we're nice. not even doing 12 weeks i love point, that to your that's point right. like a, 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 a day is a week a week is yep. a month and, and, and there's so much change right now so good we we had our monday morning call this morning i said all right guys what are we getting done by friday Nice. Well, well, what is done by Friday that's going to substantially impact the lives of our sales force in a positive way, right? That's going to help them that's do right their on. job. Like, and we're going to get it done by Friday. And, and like that, that's work because a week, a week's a month. Totally. You know, weeks a month. It and totally so, is. So, 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 yeah, yeah, no, we're, I'm waiting. So, so focus, I love that. And I love that you've narrowed that focus down, like way down. That's tight. And then the last thing is communication and mm. it's transparency. And there's, there's nothing more powerful than a vulnerable leader and i think you're from what i'm hearing i'm not on those calls but what i'm hearing from your people is that you are being honest with them i mean you're an optimistic type a guy but i do think that there are times where we've got just got to be vulnerable about you know what that's a market segment we cannot serve right now or whatever that is right yeah um i think clarity and frequency is the last thing that henry cloud talks about and Mm. you're doing it you started doing it every day so i love that you already are doing these things casey and dude i have loved being able to hang out with you here in what part of the house are you in, by the way? Whose room is <laughs> Bill? Hey, this is <laughs> in, in case you want to be vulnerable in case you're worried about being a bad planner for like yeah. you know, whatever things. I, this is how much I never imagined working from home. Mm. We built a house two years ago. Um, you know, no we're so office. excited about it. You see, so you get to design it how you want and do all this stuff. 
Yeah. I'm in my wife's home office here. Nice. Okay? Here's here. Hold on. Nice. Let me see this. This is uh, yeah. This is my little picture here behind me. It's like maybe like this. It's like you got a tough girl with the oh, that's the good. Boxing gloves. That's you got, good. You got pictures of my kids and everything. So I don't have a home office. So um, yeah, that that that's that's how. So so check this out. This. this is something I heard. So share this with your team. We, we've got a group called the Masters Coach. I think I've told you about before. And and while the program isn't running, we're doing it virtually. And this group got together and they said, "Hey, we're talking to realtors in our local market. And here's what we're hearing from realtors who are calling their database. Right? The mm. people are saying, "Hey, we've been home for a long time. I'm realizing, just like you, I really need a home office." Or I'm in Seattle and I don't have a backyard. Like it's raining all the time and the kids yes. have no place to go. Like when this is over, we want to buy a house with a Casey, people are starting to think about, wow, this may not be ideal. Maybe we should make a change. Maybe yeah. I find that enormously encouraging. Like I think yeah. there's a whole purchase wave that's building right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I think maybe if you're if you're a lender listening to this right now, take some time. You want <laughs> I think it always is an empowering thing to realize that, that you're not suffering the most. Right. And like, and sometimes totally. man, being able to go out, offer go encourage a realtor, encourage your realtor team members. Man. You know, the, you talk about fear and consternation. We have an element to our business. They don't have of refinances, right? right. So we can go after as purchases. We have a whole right? separate and they, lane. And they, yeah. and they typically work like this, right? If, yep. the, if the economy crashes and purchases go down, man, usually the federal government subsidizes rates and, and, and refi yep. uh, opportunity goes up. Reach out to your realtor partners right now. Be there Love for them. them. You might not be able to change their life, but you can be just somebody that empathizes. There that's with great them. advice, man. That's a great place for us to wrap. I think that's fantastic. Casey, mm. dude, you're a stud. It was great hanging with you. I can do this you. all day, man. Yeah, Likewise. Oh, yeah. This is so much fun, man. Thanks, Thanks for thank making you, the man, time. For, yeah, man. You, you, um, you, you've, you're a guy, man, that's impacted not just our industry, but like my organization personally and me personally, man. Mm. And that, that means so much to me. I had a, a really great friend say, man, yeah, if you really want to, if you want to bless me, everyone's like, hey, what can I do for you? They say, man, do something for my kids. Like, right? Mm -hmm. Like, there's nothing that means more than doing something for your kids. And I'd say likewise, man, that like you bless people that I really love and care about and our leaders mm -hmm. in this organization, man. And they they have told me, I mean, I've had guys pound the table before you and I knew each other that I had to get to know you because of the impact <laughs> you had on their lives. So cool. And um, and yeah, man, and that's just awesome, man. What a, what a legacy like that to have, wow. man. The people are so passionate about the positive impact you've had on their lives. They demand that others get to know you. So, so cool. I, well, it's been, it's it's been a blessing. It's been an honor for me, man. Awesome. awesome. Likewise, man. It, man. Well, dude, go do your thing today. Future. Say that again. Sorry. I said, I'm looking forward to a lot of good work together in the future. Oh, likewise, man. And at yeah. some point, we'll actually like be able to give each other a bro five, three yeah. slap <laughs> on the back hug. In the meantime, yeah. it'll be virtual. <laughs> Casey Crawford, thanks for making the time. Thanks for listening to the Mortgage Impact Podcast. Take a second right now to subscribe so you don't miss any of our content. You can also check out the video version of our show on the Movement Mortgage YouTube channel. Movement Mortgage LLC supports equal housing opportunity and MLS number 39179. For licensing information, please visit www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org.